welcome back to another episode of Tifosi Football Radio. This is Giuliano alongside Christian Badanzi di Takio. What's up, everyone? And Nick Cottis. Hey, guys. How's it all going? We just finished the big game in the top four between Roma and Milan. Not so good for the Roma fans with a 2-1 loss. Uh, we got some frowns in the room today. <laughs> some smiles. Christian. I'm not smiling. <laughs> Christian, lead us off. What happened I'm not in this smiling. game? What happened in this game? I'll tell you what happened in this game. The referee gave Milan the win. That's what happened in this game. This is a joke. That penalty at the in the first half on the foul on Calabria. Like, what are you doing? Get up. It was a stomp on his foot, and yet they gave that a penalty. But then you have in the second half, you have Mkhitaryan go down with Teo Hernandez, and you give the foul to, to Milan. Like, what's going on? This is ridiculous. Again. A referee ruins what should be an amazing game. Ruined the game. Ruined the game. Foul after foul. Card after card. It was a joke. I don't think Milan deserved to win this game. They play, They came out in the first 10 minutes. We were lucky not to go down in the first 10 minutes. I'll, I'll give yeah, them that. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll give them that. Roma came out, sat, sat back for some reason. That was just a stupid move. Sorry, Fonseca, that was just stupid. Um, and then somehow we get back into the game, and then that stupid foul happens. I can't stand it. We talked about it in the last podcast. We talked about how players play for the penalty now. The game has gotten soft. What happened? They're like a bunch of ballerinas out there, especially Davide Calabria. Terrible right back. Loves to flop around, spends more time on the ground than he does on his feet, and he's never going to make the national team because he sucks so much. Um, <laughs> tough loss, tough loss for Roma. That that could be the season right there. That could be the season with the way everything's rolling out. That we're on the outside looking in now, and Juve's got that crucial game in hand against Napoli, which sucks for us. It's not good. Yeah, I just want to say before Nick goes, the controversy was that Calabria was on the corner of the 18-yard box, back to net, facing the, the sideline, essentially. And uh, who was the defender? That Fazio. Fazio. Fazio uh, Another plug. He does he does touch Calabria's foot, but it's very soft. And Calabria, the second he feels that contact, crumbles to the ground. Yeah, and Fazio, you can see Fazio tell him, get up. Yeah. And get up. My, my question is, is the punishment, is the foul worth uh, – you know the punishment that's given. A no free, twelve yard shot. No, on net. No, no. I think I think the refs. I don't know how they're getting their. I don't say credentials or what they're look being taught to look for, and how to ref the game. You need uh, at least one or two refs in each of the top four leagues to make a name for themselves. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. Okay, to say this is not your game, you're only playing in it. This is my game. I'm the ref. It's going to go how I want it and it's going to be fair. Yeah. Right? And we haven't seen that I would say since Colina. Maybe. It's been a long time and you can see it. I mean, uh referees they're the- fr- this isn't just in Italy either. We're talking. This no, just happened. No, top four. Everybody's got problems. In England too. Brighton just had that. Brighton had an atrocious. Uh, Mason. Marco Guida is the ref in question here. So Marco Guida is not even the one that called the penalty. It was VAR. It was VAR. VAR, did. VAR called it. He goes to the screen, looks at it, and uh, at that point, 
you don't see refs overturning the VAR decision really that often. No. It's really rare. Um, but what else about the game? Not just to focus on the ref all the time. Okay. Unless you want to keep going about the ref. No, no I forget mean, about... But what are, you, what are your thoughts on... Roma, what does this team have to do to get into the t- get into the top four and stay in there? They got to do something in these games. Because, yeah, th- this is their eighth game without a win against the top seven. They so. got to do something in these games. This is their first loss at home, and it's a terrible loss. It's the most important game they've hosted this year at the Stadio Olimpico, and they blew it. And the response, too, the coming out in the second half, that quick goal by Jordan Vertu. Fantastic. You're back in the game. But then right away. You give up one. You give up one. That's lack of focus. Especially after a goal. And I don't know. There's a lot of gaps in this Roma team. I shouldn't be as upset as I am. Because realistically, they're punching above their weight. Nobody expected this Roma team to do anything or be anywhere near the top four this year. So I have to give them credit there. I shouldn't be that upset. But because they've been playing so well this season, especially at home, I had some expectation today, and they let me down. They broke my heart. See, for me, it all starts from the back. I mean, Paul Lopez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he made some good shots. but I mean, some good saves. But those are ones that... uh, That he screwed up. That he screwed up. And I mean, it just... Reminds me of previous Roma goalies, Christian. Have we ever had like we've had Allison? Yeah, right. We had we've had I don't think Chesney, but have we ever had like the solid in his prime? We that did. big guy. I can't remember. Can you we tell did. me? We had Antonioli when we won the Scudetto, and he was a stud. And even though he was older when we had him, Morgan DeSantis was probably our last consistent goalie before Allison. That's what I want to say. He had, and it's been a while. Though, it's been yeah. a while to have to go that far back. Yeah, yeah it's been all, a while. That's a big but weakness that's, in the Roma. That's but a big. Historically, that's always been Roma's Achilles heel. Uh, Achilles heel is the goalkeeper position, and Paul Lopez has a good rating in this match because, like you said, or like we said, he stopped mistakes that he made. So he made sure he didn't pay for his mistakes. Paolo or he got lucky that that like the Zlatan miss because Zlatan was trying to look for the spectacular. The one thing, this is the one thing I want to say about this game, and it's very, very, very evident. I know Giuliano's mentioned it a few times. Roma loves to play from the back. The man that dictates the play from the back is hurt, and it goes to show you how important Ibanez is to the squad. That's what it shows. That That's my opinion on it. That's so let, my opinion. So let's bring it to AC a little bit. Oh, God. What do we think about this Milan team? Are they are they still Scudetto challengers? Not a chance. Are they top four? Material? I say top four. Top four. They've, they've barely, clinched top floor. They'll, re- they'll reach game. top four. I'd be surprised if they barely make it in top four. I mean, some of the other teams, I mean, you got your UV in game in hand. Um I wasn't too surprised over that Juve's result, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Juve goes on a, a bit of a tear, which is going to be kind of hard for me to see, um, but Atalanta is consistently Flying high. climbing high. Uh, Lazio had a few bumps, but uh, if they get uh, back on track, yeah. uh, 
that's all I can really see. I don't really see like Napoli doing very much, but I think um, I think third and fourth place is gonna be tight. Yeah, no, it is no question. Um, Milan, Milan basically clinched top four for me with this game today. And the one thing I will give them credit for, I have to give Stefano Pioli credit for, is you benched Alessio Romagnoli and you brought Ficayo Tomori in. It worked with Chiar. Yeah, some, something did. we've been saying for a while. Uh, yeah. Romagnoli, we believe, isn't good enough. We, I think, personally, he's the weakest link in the yeah. In I the thought they'd give Kalulu there. over Tomori, yes. but the fact that they went with Tomori instead, credit to Pioli. He did a great job. He almost scored a goal. He was called back, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, Milan not walking away from this fixture uh, fully healthy either. They lost Rebic and Ibra to injuries. Yeah. Um, before we leave this match, I just want to talk about one more player. What are your thoughts on Tonaldi? What do you think of his future? Um, I know he's still young. His performance in today's game, what do you guys think? Not good. Uh, I know he's being way be compared to Pirlo at one point, right? Yeah, I but said, but a, a Pirlo at that age was... Play punching above his weight. Uh, I find um, for someone that's being compared to Pirlo, he's definitely a lot more hot-headed than Pirlo in terms of fouls and cards. Mm-hmm. I will say I wouldn't be surprised if Tonelli fell, falls down the ladder a bit and goes to a mid-table team again it's and kind of drops in form. And you'll see a drop in form as to him not playing for a top, four or five team anywhere in uh, the next few years. All right. You guys want to move on to the next game? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> so yeah, Milan win 2-1. Big result. Uh, kind of cement in the top four, but there's lots of games still to be played. Yeah. Milan still has to play everyone underneath them in that top seven, essentially. So a lot of football to play. But let's move on. Spezia, Parma, 2-2. Parma blowing another lead. Yeah, this is... This just basically sums up Parma's season for me. They're they're going down. They can't do anything. They can't even hold a two nothing lead. They this, can't. Yeah, back to back games they've blown two no leads. Yeah, it's it's a disaster. Credit to Spezia for getting back in the game. They did not play well, but Gaiasi gave them a lifeline, scoring both mm-hmm. goals. Um, on the other side, Parma enjoy life in City B. That's yeah. I... There's not much to say about Parma. Yeah, because Cagliari gained some more some ground. Some now. ground this week, yeah. And so that puts Parma even further behind. So yeah, and I know Pelle out again. Graziano. Yeah, we'll be. You'll be lucky if you see this guy play. Yes. I don't think he's gonna play. He was six. It was a six month contract for Parma with the option to extend if they survive. They're pretty much going down. It's guaranteed. So I don't think you're gonna see this guy even play. Real victors of this game, Spezia. They oh, need huge. any point huge. they yeah. can to stay above. Huge. And um, our thoughts on uh, the subs, one in note, former Roma player Daniele Verde came <laughs> on and made a huge impact. Yeah, another guy we gave up. But yes, overall, uh, good result for Spezia. What they need to stay above the relegation zone, 2-2. Still, Parma, less wins than Cotrone. Yes, yeah. and it's crazy. Parma, I can't believe how poor they are this year. Yeah, it's terrible. Two Let's wins. But I guess they're undefeated in two games if you want to put a positive spin on it. So <laughs> let's move on to the next one. This was an upset and a half. This Thank you for the favor. 
Yes. Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> Holy smokes. And hey, credit to the former Romanista, Lucas Skorowski. Perfect game. Perfect game. They could have used him in that today. Yeah, we could have used him. You know, I, I really ragged on this guy early on in the season, and I want to apologize because he's, uh, he's been fantastic since he came back from his injury. And he is a breath of fresh air that this Bologna team needed. And they're just solidifying their mid-table status here. And uh, congratulations on that win. Thank you so much for doing that. Hey, Chiro missed a penalty as well. He had a penalty yeah. missed. Yeah. So uh, that uh, the big, wheels have fallen big, off. Big miss. And not only was it a big miss, right after Mbaye uh, scores. Yep. Yep. Right after. Yeah. And Lazio just was finished. What's So, guys, what's going on with Lazio now? This is they were demolished by Bayern. They've gone into the weekend game. We thought they would rebound. They've only lost once in 14 previous matches to Bologna. At the end of the day. What is going on with Lazio now? Are they even a, a chance to get into the top four? Well, with that Roma loss, yeah, they still got a chance in the top four because of how tight it is. But what have I been saying since the beginning of the season? Lack of depth and burning out. Burning out, right? I think still I had a prediction of uh, Roma and Lazio battling it out for that Europa League spot. As much as I would love to see Roma in a top four. Um, not to bring it back to Roma, but they're going to they're gonna battle for that Europa spot. I think, Euro, I think Roma and Lazio, to me, uh, this season are playing more Europa League football than anything else. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They are, and uh, it's just... As much as that Roma Lazio game is going to mean something yes. in the second last the game of the season. season. Yep. But uh, yeah, the wheels have fallen off at Lazio now. This is, and now they're going into a midweek game. Hopefully they can bounce back. And it's not an easy midweek game. So if you're Simone and Zaghi, I'd be a little, a little nervous because you drop this game midweek, you're falling way down the table, right? Because of how tight the top seven is. So this was a huge loss for Lazio in every single way. And Simone Inzaghi has got to be totally pissed off. And Ciro Immobile, you blew it, man. Let's talk about him. Last year, Capo Canonieri, yeah. the leading goal scorer in Europe. More goals than Lewandowski, Messi, Ronaldo, everybody. Half of them were penalties. Half though. of them were penalties. What has Obviously, that's what has changed. But why aren't Lazio winning those penalties anymore? And is Immobile... Is he any good? This is kind of the guy we were criticizing. Why is he getting called into the national team? He does nothing really. Because we have no one else. Besides <laughs> running the channel. He's like a upgraded Kevin Lasagna, this guy. Oh, right now. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know a, if I'd go that far. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. At least sometimes he hits the target from yeah, time yes. to time. He I, does have quite a few goals. But what what's going on with him? Why this dip in form? He's nowhere near the numbers he was last season. I just think he's been figured out. He's... Chiro Immobile is a one-dimensional player. He plays one way. He plays off the counterattack. He beats you with his pace. That's how he's always been. Once he gets figured out, you got to be able to adapt, right? you got to be able to change the way you play to get your goals. And that's something he hasn't done. He just keeps going at them, keeps going with the pace, and he gets burned for it. And uh, they, I just feel that Bologna knew how to play him. And uh, Bayern definitely knew how to play him. And he's just... He's just been figured out. That's yeah. That that's the thing. So he scores against the small teams. He doesn't really get too many goals against the big guys when no. it matters. Um, Fourteen goals on the season so far. So it's kind of I know it sounds crazy to criticize him, but he doesn't score sometimes when it matters. That could have easily been a Lazio win if he converted that penalty. 
Yeah. So Lazio not doing too well these days. Rough week. Let's see if it continues into the midweek fixtures. Next game, big upset. It was yeah. called here. Yeah, you guys called it. It was listen, called uh, it here. It was called here. Uh, one one. Another draw. Back to back draws between these two. Hellas Verona and Juventus at the uh, Marco Antonio Bentegodi uh, Stadium in Verona. Yeah. What is going on? Pirlo very cranky after the game. Yeah. Very, very sh- short, yeah, very, very rude short. with uh, Sky Sports. What's going on? Let's start with uh, let's start with you. What is going wrong? What's wrong with this team? Does Pirlo know what he's doing? Nick. No, he has like what one stripe, <laughs> one black stripe on <laughs> his zebra Copa. back, <laughs> and that was the Super Copa. Like it's literally starting to show. Like before, I used to joke about you know the Real Madrids and the Barca's of the early days and. You know, you have any coach walk in there and it's literally this. I'm going to make my name here because I have the best of the best. And but I mean, these coaches did come with some sort of uh, coaching experience, whether it be in a second league, you know, where uh, Zidane did his thing with Castilla. And I just don't like on paper. It looks like a good Real Madrid. I mean, uh, Juve team looks like a good team, not probably the best. As uh, before, um, yeah, but I, man for man, definitely should be doing should better. Should be than a, that. should be good, but I think I read it uh, a comment from Antonio Cassano that said Juve's uh, worst m- mistake was to buy Ronaldo. I think his uh, thing for that was saying that uh, you know you're spending all this time and you you think you're gonna bring one player to a team and it's gonna bring you to the next level. When all it's doing is elevating Cristiano Ronaldo, not Juve. Yeah. And uh, I just I'm seeing as I'm seeing the lack of experience of Pirlo being the nice guy, you know, kind of like the embracer, you know, like uh, we have Ronaldo, we're gonna nurture him to his needs, we're gonna nurture the team, as opposed to someone that's gonna put the fire out of the culo, right? Yeah. So that's my thing. It's a lack of a lack of experience. I mean, you go from coaching Juve under 23 for how long was he there for? You didn't even coach a game. You didn't even coach a game. No. So, I mean. I mean, so he does have a lot of injuries in all fairness to him. He is missing a plethora of players, but isn't it, is it an excuse still? No. I mean, how many coaches? I mean, your Conte had uh, issues during the start of the season. And they had to adapt. I mean, that was that whole... We used to talk about Ericsson here. Why isn't he playing Ericsson? You know, Conte, what a testadura. He's not playing Ericsson. <laughs> now, and then you have Ericsson saying, I want to leave. You have these guys... You know, Inter went through that too. Yeah. Right? But they adapt. They finally said, nah, I'm probably not going to win with Conte here, so let's listen to him. And now look, they're first in, uh, in Syria, and it yeah. looks like they're taking off a little late, but... Juve's pretty a lot late to the party, and yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think they're gonna go. I think Inter will go on more of a winning streak, and I include ties as that. Whereas I don't think Juve will go on a winning streak, and I include ties as losses for them. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, with when it comes to Juventus, I I know Juliano and I have said this on the podcast a few times. Ronaldo's the problem. And uh, this team has gotten worse since they've acquired Ronaldo. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but at the end of the day, when you have a guy that's 
that is so it's all about him as Ronaldo. Everybody around doesn't matter as long as you cater to him. This is his team, Cristiano Ronaldo FC. We've said it a few times. The Juventuses that were around before Cristiano Ronaldo were actually better. They actually played a team game and they were dangerous everywhere. Here, they're so one-dimensional and everything has to go through Ronaldo. And he has 40, 47% of their goals. Yeah, that's that's, that's not good. That's insane. that's not good. You're relying on one player, and and it's not it's not just on the field. It's if you look financially, you know, at the bank statement too, how much of the Juventus money is tied to him, you know. What well, that, he's the reason why they sold more shirts in, yeah, a, so in you, a half an make, hour than the whole season last year. Yeah, but you make that money, but at the same time, it limits you in the transfer market, your wage bill, yeah. the types of players you can bring in, right? And there's only so much money uh, a team can have, and it is a big wage bill, especially for City A. Um, so I think that's where it affects Juve the most is in is in the bank. Yeah, in the bank, and, I, now and having the, guys like Ramsey on four hundred and fifty thousand yeah. a week who plays maybe every other week that can't be happening. Uh, and that's why guys like DiBala. That's why the you know, and that's not good for the team either. But questioning DiBala is DiBala going to go every transfer window? It seems like Juve. There's questions around Paulo DiBala if he's going to be transferred or not. This is a guy that helped win the Scudetto last year, a huge factor. Which we said, I know. He's been unhealthy, but this was a guy that helped unlock those stubborn defenses like Verona, like the teams that sat back. Um, so there's not so much money. So yeah, that's where the I think that factor and comes on, in. On a gameplay well. level, I'll ask you guys this: How many times has Ronaldo been out for injury for Juve this season so far? Not too much, right? No, he's he's healthy. So he's a, yeah. watch he's him take him. You know, I'm not cursing him or anything, but uh, God forbid something happens and an injury or whatever, that's, uh, you know, six to eight weeks or two to four weeks. Yeah. What's Juve going to do, right? Yeah, this team, I, I I know where you're getting at. This team is hands down built around him. And if you are to take him out of the equation, they'd be in a lot of trouble. They'd be a mess. They don't look, they don't look be a better. They're probably team. a mid-table team, right? Yeah. It's No, the same thing. Uh, not as bad now, but if this was happening into with Lukaku, it'd be very same thing. Yeah, they'd drop right down in the standings. Lukaku is their man as well, but now they've changed that a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, Juve's so reliant on Ronaldo. There's no one else. Nobody is stepping up to the plate. No, nobody. And no. it's uh, crazy. Cuadrado is a huge part. He's gone. Yeah, they, you know they miss everything from the right right wing. Uh, Chiesa is hot and cold sometimes, but there's Kuliszewski. I'd say he's been a bust, even though he's young. Yeah, he's uh, a one-dimensional player, um, but yeah, it's been they've won nine Scudetti in a row. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's Juve. They, you know, they're gonna find a way to rebuild this team without yeah, a doubt. Exactly. Starting with an inexperienced coach. So. Exactly, but on the other hand, you gotta give some credit to Verona here. Verona deserved this draw. Marco Silvestri bounces back, has a great game, keeps Verona in the game, and Badak again, Another. fantastic goal. This guy. If his name is Ronaldo, the amount of praise you'd get on these headers that yeah. this guy's scoring is insane. His leap is unbelievable. Uh, two back-to-back beautiful headers from Barak. Yeah. Just to add a note, I think uh, Lasagna played 90 minutes. <laughs> Lasagna. He Lasagna. did play 90 minutes. <laughs> and he was bad again. And he was bad. <laughs> he was bad. But they but they got a result. Uh, Lazovic making a massive impact coming on coming for Barco. Yeah. Same with Veloso. Yes, uh, Miguel Veloso, the Portuguese international or former Portuguese international. So 
Juric, he's a he's a tough coach to beat. I know Napoli now. There's talking about Juric replacing Gattuso. Replacing with Gattuso. Him. Um, I think definitely one of the top dogs. Ivan Juric is a coach to look at. I think he's the real deal. So yeah, one one upset. I'm gonna call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I call it upset. Uh, next game, something that went a little bit more to script. <laughs> Sampdoria Atalanta at the Luigi Faris uh, Stadium. 2 nothing for Atalanta win. Goals by Gosens, the, one of the best players in the league. And Malinovsky coming in for the injured Duvan Sabata. 2-0 Atalanta. Yeah, fantastic game for Atalanta. Got to give credit to my man Emilio Dero on the other side. He was really busy. Kept Sampdoria in the game as much as he could. Uh, made some outstanding saves. But on the other side for Atalanta, what can you say? Gosens, Malinovsky, Muriel, Toloi, Palomino, Romero. All great games, and uh, their their reaction was way better than Lazio's. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, hands down, hands down. That's that's what makes them a top team, Atalanta. They're able to take a, a loss and a tough loss at it to Real yeah. Madrid, and come back and just completely dominate Sampdoria. Yeah. Dominate them. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think they're definitely gonna sneak into a top four if there is gonna be. Pardon, uh, one team that sneaks into the top four that's looking on the outside. They'll be in at the end of the year. Mm. Uh, two but po- well, they're two points in right now above Roma. Two points in above Tied Roma. with Juve on points. With Juve having a game with Juve one game. Yeah. Uh, game but they yeah. look they look the better out of. Uh, I think I hate to say it, but they look the better out of my Roma to make it to the top four. To yeah. me, Atalanta is right the second best team in City A right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, me. it's Inter and yeah. Atalanta at the top of Serie A. Like, the uh, most informed teams. They are the, they look the best right now. And uh, yeah. Chris th- Romero again. Yeah. Again, this guy. Yeah, he's been amazing. He's a, he's an amazing buy for them uh, at the beginning of the season. And uh, it's paying in every single way. This Atalanta team's dangerous. We know that. And uh, the only thing we always worried about is... Can they really amp themselves up for games like this, which they tend to struggle? This time they didn't. So credit to them for that. Next game. Next, Next game. game. Relegation get... battle. Oh, you want to talk about the relegation yes, battle? Let's yes, do yes. it. Crotone, Cagliari. Yeah. Um, what can we say? Leonardo. I was kind of hoping for Crotone to pull it. Because I'm still, I still got my bet that they won't finish dead last. No, no it's not <laughs> happening. They're, right? they're, and I know, and I know it's gonna be one game where they just shock everybody, and whether it's a Juve tie or oh, they already played Juve, but whether it's a big top six tie or something, they're gonna, they're gonna do me a justice. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're hopeless. They're by to me, they're by far the worst team. There's such a Golf between them and the rest of Syria. Well, I'd say them and Parma and the rest of Syria. Um, and uh, yeah, they're just hopeless. But Kaderi needed this game. They needed a lifeline. Getting rid of Eusebio Di Francesco and Semplici coming in. Semplici coming in. And we said this game was going to basically tell us where Kaderi was going. If they lost this game, because it's the worst team easily in Syria. Then Serie B it is, but they got the result they needed. They got their hopes are still alive to stay in Serie A, and they looked good. Joao Pedro, yeah, Pavoletti. He listen. He played everyone where they belong in their position. Yeah, number and one, it worked. It's hard to judge because it is against Crotone. You know, 
is Leonardo Simplici's team that good? No. They played against the worst team. So we won't they know had until to they, do, but they, they had, had to win this game. Quality-wise, player for player, they're better. Yes, but we won't know how good he's doing until, obviously, he plays a, a, a better, better caliber or. team. But Crotone, Nick made a good point off air. Um, it's not they don't even play bad. They actually play pretty decent. No, they hold they hold their own, but you know they're gonna break. Yeah, and they'll hold their own and they'll play okay and they'll play decent until they concede that first goal and then there's just no coming back. Yeah, yeah. like fourteen chances to create versus Caldera's nine, so they create chances. It's, yeah, it's a matter of. That Finishing concentration them. for the first 90 minutes, finishing them, not making a defensive mistake. That's what they don't have. And that's what the top level is, is not making mistakes. The team that makes the mistakes usually are the yeah. ones that uh, are gone. But anyway, Cagliari 2, Crotone 0. Crotone definitely gone now. Cagliari getting some life in the table because yep. that puts them, uh, they're still in 18th. Torino do have a game in hand, obviously, because their game got postponed, That's which right. we forgot to mention. So they have a game in hand. Uh, Torino, two points ahead of Caledi in the drop. So that's how the table looks there. Next game we'll do is Udine-Fiorentina. Yeah. 1-0 Udine. 1-0 Udine by my man, Ilya Nestrovsky. Yes, I think we mentioned them uh, a few, few times, times on this podcast. Should be playing. Should be playing. And he, yeah, he got to play. He scored uh, with four minutes to spare. Uh, credit to Udinese. Deserved this win. They played better. Fiorentina, they're just a mess. <laughs> yeah. They're Fiorentina. just a mess. How I'm, far down do you think they'll uh, slide? I don't think they'll go into relegation. Because I think relegation's close to being pretty much set. Set. I just think that last spot where Cagliari is is probably up for grabs still. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, yeah it's, I it's think a Fiorent- se- it's a seven-point gap between them right now. Cagliari and uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Yeah. So, hey, Fiorentina could end up there if they go on this terrible run. I know they're already looking to next season. They're already figuring out who, who's got to come in as a manager, who's got to come in as a president and sporting director and whatnot. They're just a mess. They're just a mess. They they got it wrong by starting the season with Pepe Iacchini because they basically set up the the goal that we're going to finish mid-table or we're going to we're not going to get relegated cuz that's what you do with Pepe Iacchini. You don't aim for Europa League or Champions League with that kind of guy. Then you get rid of Federico Chiesa who's your marquee player. Mind you, he did want to leave. So it's been a rough season for them. I know Fiorentina wants to be in the top 7, probably the top 4. They deserve to be there eventually. They're they're a storied club. They're one of the seven sisters of Italian soccer and they deserve to be there. But they got to do it right, and it starts at management, and it starts at Comiso. Comiso's got to figure out. I agree. You nailed you nailed it on the head right there. How do you start the season on? You're going to get rid of Chiesa right yeah. off the bat, and and you're going with the coach, like you said, that's there to get you out of relegation. What kind of precedent is that? Is what that? are you setting up the players yeah, for? Exactly. You're not you're, you're not going in there saying for yeah. Like, you're not going in there like, saying hey, we're going to get Europa League spots. No. You're saying we're fighting not to be in relegation. Yeah. And that's so the mentality. That's you can see it, right? Well, it could have been a lo- lucky for them. It could have could have gone a lot worse. Yes. Oh, it was a bad a for a while. It was bad for a while. It still is. But, it still is because uh, this Udinese team. This is an Udinese team. I thought that was going to go down because they're such a mess. Well, and you know who they got rid of. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now it's, things are looking up. <laughs> yeah, to but, Europa League we go. Well, I don't know if that far, <laughs> but I mean, this was a big game because it. Yeah, Fiorentina's. 
kind of back in the relegation conversation, right? Udinese was there. So if, if Fiorentina beats Udinese in this game, maybe we talk about Udinese possibly going down. Yeah, they would so, reverse spots. Exactly. Yeah, it's that, a, that's how tight it is. Yeah, right? it's, an, it's an important game. Udinese, credit to them, win. They listened to Tifosi Football Radio clearly because they played Ilya Nostrovsky. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> Stefano Kaka can't do anything. Llorente can't do anything. Ilya Nostrovsky, here's a guy that's got height. He's got pace. He's got a shot. This guy, should have been, yeah. this guy should have been playing from day one. And Came from Palermo. Yes. DePaul having a great game too. Yeah. Uh, Nick, anything to say about this game? Other than it's, I mean, it's kind of sad to see Fiorentina act this way yeah. and be this way because like, they are, like Christian said, seven sisters of Italian football. and She's the ugly one right now. Yeah, right now Ooh. she's... <laughs> right oh, now... Yeah, the milk's gone bad. <laughs> Definitely. So after the next one. Before we leave this game, yes, just yes. one quick thing. Quick shout out to my man, Kevin Bonifazzi. Solid game for Udinese. Roberto Mancini, look at this guy. This guy's a great center back. Nice shout out. Next game, Inter. Yeah, of course. The Giuseppe Miazza San Siro against Genoa. They destroyed the man in the shades. We knew this was yes. going to happen, though. Yes. We knew this was going to happen. Genoa can afford to lose a few games now. Yeah, they can. He came out and said, Davide Ballardini, this is a game we needed to learn to lose from. Uh, so he flipped that loss in a, in a good way. Lukaku scoring in the first minute. What Everybody. A what a start. Great start for Inter. Inter played well. I'll let you go with this, but I just yeah, got to go, say. Go, 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 go. Everybody on Genoa played terrible except this kid, Rovella, and my man, Mattia Perin. Mattia Perin. Perin was amazing. Rovella, he, he was the, much Rovella was the best player in that in that. Those 10 guys. Yeah, I guess. So, That's not saying but, much, but... Go ahead. Yeah. Peren, Peren was outstanding. Inter, uh, they figured it out. Their defense looks so solid. Andanovic, you know, having another great game. Uh, the midfield, this midfield, the Barella, Brozovic, Eriksson is slowly turning into the best creative attacking midfield in the league. They can do everything between the three of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Darmian, as well, I got to say, what... Uh, a game he had to replace Probably Hakimi. Probably his best game of the season. Yeah, the suspended Hakimi scored a big goal, made such an impact on the defensive side, completely uh, shut down Shibora, uh, any attacks from that side. And Lukaku, my God, what a monster. Like we said, if this guy goes, enters in trouble. And uh, Sanchez coming on and making an impact. So yeah, Sanchez all, got a goal. All three former Man United players scored in this game. Yeah. Darmian, Lukaku, and Sanchez. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Man U. Um, Thanks, Dermot. <laughs> 24 to 3 on shots. Genoa had no answer for Inter. Nick, what did you think of uh, this performance? Like I said, I said, if anybody's going to go on a roll, and I mean, uh, like a couple of, like we're talking seven, eight wins in a row, it's going to be Inter. Yeah. And, and I think now you could see them all clicking. You can see yep. uh, how Lukaku isn't, you know, using the back to the ball thing. Like holding up, he's making runs. He's using his strength, his feet. And he, he's a he's a tall guy, right? He's yeah. a tall, big guy, but he can run. Yes, you know, and he's running like a, like a little speedster. And uh, I think even though you could have Darmian fill in for Akimi, uh, even Arturo Vidal came on, uh, kind of later later on in the game to kind of solidify the lead, right? Mm -hmm. um, I just think that it's. If we had this kind of inter 
at the start of the Champions League game, uh, they would probably still be in there right now. Or at least Europa League going far again. I agree. They were they were labeled as one of the favorites. I know now it doesn't matter. But yeah, if this was the Inter team that showed up in Champions League, it'd be a completely different team uh, uh, result in Champions League. Mind you, who knows how they'd be performing in City uh, if with the extra game, the, that extra seven games that have been played. But uh, yeah, Inter, this team look unstoppable right now. And I agree with you. You said seven games. So what I've been saying on a previous podcast is if they can get to 30 games... Uh, undefeated from here yeah. on, uh, leaving eight games left in the season, they're laughing because I think a few of the harder games come towards the end of the season. So mm-hmm. if they can, you know, create a nice gap, they can go into those games a little bit more comfortable. Like I know you, you can give up a, uh, a point. Yeah, you can exactly. You can play for the tie. You don't have to. You're not playing with as much stress and yeah. pressure yeah. on you. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, everyone's everyone's playing good at Inter. Uh. For me, no one even comes close to them right now in terms of quality on the field. Uh, they've been doing this stuff week in, week out. That pitting in Erickson, reinventing this team, was bringing in Erickson and playing Perisic on the left. Conte, that was brilliant. And uh, they're doing a fabulous job. So, yeah. 3-0 at the Giuseppe Miazza for Inter. Uh, pretty much routine win, it seemed like. Pretty much. We'll move south of uh, the San Siro to Campania. Mm. Napoli, Benevento. Uh, 2-0 for Napoli. Yeah, no Nap- surprise here. Yeah, no surprise. Benevento not doing much in this game. No. Mertens back again after the Europa League. He's uh, his first Serie A. Yeah. I think starting a long, long time. Uh, making the difference here with Politano again. Yeah, they, they played really well. And uh, big win for them. Big win for them. Alex Maret played really well. Bakayoko. Really love him in the midfield there with Fabian Ruiz. And uh, Politano, like you said, fantastic on the right side. He's proven to be a great player there for Gattuso every time he's been called upon. And, uh, yeah, Dries Merton playing up top and kind of like a false nine position. Worked mm-hmm. out really well, got a goal for it. And Benevento couldn't do anything. So Even with the cool Bali red card in I the 80-some-odd minute. But, I mean, in the 80-some-odd minute, it's pretty much done. It's yeah. finished. It'll be a big They're miss, though. It'll be a f- big, big, mix, big miss for the next game. Oh, Who are you yeah. going to fill in there? Big time. Big time. But, right? uh, but uh, all in all, it seems that uh, Napoli's the new Jekyll and Hyde. I remember last yeah. year I used to consider uh, – Atalanta, or did was it this year or last year? We we had we had one thing we were talking about you guys where we considered uh, Atlant- Atalanta the uh, Jacqueline Hyde. I think it might have been uh, no, start I, of this year. I th- I thought Atalanta were pretty consistent last year. I think maybe <sighs> I don't know. I think it was early on in the season. I think it was early on in the season because they, they gave up. Yeah, because they were struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were struggling in the group stage. Yeah, everything. Yeah, they were Jacqueline Hyde. I think now I think Napoli's a new Jacqueline Hyde. But it's nice that they bounce back. But, I mean, bouncing back to Benevento doesn't say very much. No. Um, and they're out of the Europa League now, too, so this is all yeah, they have. Yeah, it's all they have. So Yeah, this it, just papers over the cracks before yeah. Gattuso starts getting blamed for all the mistakes again, right, yeah. in this team. But it's, um, you know, they'll go and they'll, like, you guys said it. It's, they'll, they'll pick on the, the bottom teams. And, I mean, you think Roma has, uh, well, Roma, I think, has even though they haven't won in the la- in the top six teams or the top four teams, 
I think the top uh, seven. The top seven. My bad. They haven't won the top seven. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think they had a better shot than Napoli. Yeah. I think Napoli was very fortunate on that Juve game. Yeah. And I think Napoli's the new Jekyll and Hyde. Oh yeah. I Hands think down. that they'll go and they'll play beautiful, amazing football, more or less so against uh, Benevento. And then you'll see uh, them come against uh, not even a top seven, a top six team, and just get blown. Yeah, Napoli shows me they they have a group of prima donnas there, and they show up when they want to show up, and they play when they want to play. When they don't want to play, they don't care who it is and what it means. They're not going to play, and they're going to lose. I would expect at the end of the season, I think when the summer transfer window uh, comes up, Expect uh, some players uh, to jump ship from Napoli. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, w- I was just going to say. So, yeah, we were saying this beginning of the season. One of the best attacking teams on paper is Napoli. Um, questions about the leadership in this team. Koulibaly looks like he's checked out of this team. Yeah. He's got to he, go. He was on the way out anyways. Yeah. yeah. They should have sold him when they could have got close to 100 mil for him. Yeah. They should have let him go. I know that's, you know, hindsight now, but yeah, he's not playing anywhere. Uh, no. like used to, especially in that Scudetto challenging season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to go. Insigne is another guy who doesn't show up when it matters. Um, question marks about him. I know he's Mr. Napoli, so you know the people of Napoli love They'll him. They'll never let him go. You'll never let him go, but questions, he has to show up more. He's got to represent Napoli better. Um, and guys like Fabiano Ruiz, they're not playing the way they used to uh, from last season, so Something with this team. It, it, it was crazy that we were saying these guys were Scudetto ch- uh, challengers not too long ago, a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, Jacqueline High. Now they're are they even going to make the top four? That is how crazy this team. They've gone from major highs to major lows. Yeah. Uh, right now they're in a bit of a low, even though th- they won this game. I still consider them in a low until they they beat maybe Sassuolo midweek. Yeah. Sassuolo being a very difficult team. So, um, anything else to say, guys, on this game? No. Nah. No. Uh-huh. All right, so 2 0. That rounds up all the games. Napoli uh, beating Benevento. Uh, Roma, Milan ended the the weekend fixtures. Got we already it. talked about that. Got it by that. So before we get into the midweek fixtures, we're just going to talk about Europa League quick. Yeah. What happened let's talk in about there? It. There's a little positivity there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, there's some big upsets here from the round of 32, guys. I mean, uh, the big one, a couple of big ones. Mold taking out Hoffenheim. Yes. I mean, the German teams. They struggled. They just, they all struggled. Young boys took out Leverkusen. Bayern Neverkusen, as they're called in Germany. How about this upset, guys? Slavia, Slavia Praha Prague. took out Leicester City. Huge scalps there. And they were in Milan's group. Yeah. So the Leo actually, even them eliminated. No, Axe is a great team, but Leo, yeah. the first place team in Liga. Yeah. Against the first place editor, the Vizier team, I'm assuming. I yeah. actually look at the standings. I don't know. But I'm assuming Ajax is in first. Hold on. You said Slavia was in Milan's group? Slavia Praha, no? No, that was Sparta Prague. Oh, that was Sparta. Sorry, sorry. That's right. Because Sparta got knocked yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. I got the names mixed up. Yeah. But yeah, n- nonetheless, big upset like you said. Yeah. Um, Dinamo Zagreb. Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah. I've, that's my dark horse team. I love them. They knocked out a Champions League team in Krasnodar. Yeah. That was, that was very well done. Um, we, Arsenal taking out Benfica. Yeah. Rangers finishing the job against Antwerp. Stevie G's role continues. Villarreal solid knockout of RB Salzburg. Uh, Shakhtar taking out Maccabi. 
you said Ajax taking out Lille. Dinamo uh, Kiev. Dinamo yeah. Kiev. Taking yeah, out Club Kiev. Another Champions League uh, yeah. matchup there. Man United getting through, taking out Sociedad. Made made easy work of that. I would, that's what I was surprised with with uh, Real Sociedad, how easily they went through them. Olympiacos, if anyone that, that didn't watch this game against PSV Eidhoven, that game was insane. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch some that of it. That game was yeah. insane. Nuts. Last second, Olympiacos won it. Uh, to get them through, even though they lost the second leg, they still go. They away. still, they go, still through. go through. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, how did the Italian teams do on the other hand? <laughs> well, <laughs> not so good. Well, except one. Yeah, like uh, Roma actually showed up, took care of business Easy. with Braga. No, it was no good. Uh, Milan struggled big time against uh, Red Star. The away goals what brought them through. Yeah, which we said. We knew Red Star yeah. would be a big challenge for them. I didn't know this big of a challenge, but yeah, they didn't even win a game against the Red Star. Yeah. That red card, though, I, if you, for those that watched the Milan Red Star game, that red card really hurt Red Star. <laughs> those refs favorite me. I man. swear. Well, I mean, you had, you <laughs> I had, swear, had, man. The ball goes out for a corner, and they blow the whistle for full time. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's upset. Like, yeah. let us take the corner. I don't know what's going on. I think they want to put Milan back on the map. I'm getting frustrated with this, to be <laughs> honest with you. But um, it doesn't matter because the draw was done. We'll talk. We'll talk about the draw. There's okay. one other Italian team. Napoli. Yeah. So, Choked. Yeah, and they did choke because Giuliano and I watched that game, and uh, it it was frustrating to watch. Did not that they choked. I would say Granada totally played them. <laughs> yeah, Granada. Because as soon as as soon as we got to like 15 minutes left, all the players falling on the floor, taking five minutes to get up, and but the, like the, Napoli, Napoli did take it to Granada. They took it they to them did. in the second they leg. Did, they just couldn't get the th- job done. This is a Granada team that has conceded 42 goals in 25 games I know. in Spain. In Spain, and you're going to get. Up against one of the you know the better scoring the Italian teams, yeah. I know they won the game, but my God, you I lose know. to this team, Granada. I, I know eighth place. It's not terrible in Spain, but forty-two goals against that is an incredible number for goals against. Yeah, and you can see how happy they were. They know they claimed a huge scalp. Yes. by taking Napoli out, but uh, whatever. Adios, Napoli. Yeah, there you go. Roma and Milan. That's all that's left. That's all that's left. That's, that's all that's left. Roma, the only Italian team actually to win in Europe so far out of the uh, six that are left. So, yeah, five now with Napoli gone. But let's talk about the new uh, Europa League. The the draw was on Friday, round of sixteen. So I'll go team by team. Uh, Ajax got the young boys. The Animo Kiev, Villarreal, big matchup here between the two Red Devils, Manchester United against AC Milan, the two second-place teams. Ciao, Milan! England versus Italy. Huge rivalry there Listen, between English and People the, know uh, how I feel about the Premier League, but I'm, I'm going to be a Man United fan for, this, for these two <laughs> games. I want to see who the refs favor in this now. This is going to be interesting because referees, I swear to God, they're doing favors for Milan. And who else do ref give favors to? Man United. The refs so, love both teams. Let's see what happens here. Something's got <laughs> to give, right? right? This is just going to be all penalties between these Something's two Something's got to give. I think it's – Milan's got two games and they're out. I what think you, Milan's – I don't – like this isn't – Funny. This isn't – What do you uh, think? This isn't the, the classic uh, Manchester-Milan uh, of uh, 2004, no. No. 2002. No. They've both been a shadow of themselves, yeah. the great teams. However, between the two of them, I think Manchester United has kept it a little bit more uh, afloat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bo- both in second in the respective leaves. 
and league, sorry. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Both teams, like we said, also, they've been down the past half a decade at least. Yeah. Since Alex Ferguson left, since Laugh. uh, since Allegri left uh, Milan. So that's how long it's been since these teams have been on this big stage. Yeah. Um, so this will be an exciting game. Probably the biggest, most exciting game in the Europa League uh, next fixtures. Yeah. In terms of... Yeah, you know, the names. Next uh, game, Slavia Prague versus Rangers. Steven Gerrard going against Slavia. That'll be tough. Uh, Rangers, That's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, Rangers clinched the Scottish Premier League pretty much. Granada Molde. Granada getting lucky with a draw here. No disrespect to the Norwegian team. Maybe they'll do another upset. I think the else. Norwegians will c come out with another I think upset. I think good. The next match up here, a big one. Fonseca returning to his former team, Roma. Yeah, Shakhtar Roma Shakhtar. So Champions League team. Uh, Fonseca having a lot of success with Shakhtar. Realistically, this is something Roma sh should take care of business. I know Shakhtar Inter struggled against Shakhtar in the in the Champions League, and Shakhtar beating Real Madrid both times this season. So this is not an easy team to beat, but Roma should do something here. Well, we all say that uh, Europa League is Sevilla's league, yeah. but if you were to take probably the top five. Europa League powerhouses. Shakhtar is up there. No, they've always consistently. I mean, we used to joke that they would literally. I think even I think Juliano probably joked this year that they bombed that game just to get into Europa oh, League. Oh, that was frustrating, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they know yeah. they know that. And they made you know, the semifinals last yeah, year. Yeah, like they're always they're always quarter <laughs> semi. Like yeah. you know, like. Uh, they're, they go, they go, they go pretty deep in Europa League. So yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think Roma should take them lightly. No, I don't uh, think they will. If, but Fonseca knows this team, so that's why I'm not really. Worried. Yeah, but who does he know more, Shakhtar or Roma? He knows Shakhtar more. He's only been a, this is only right? year two for Roma, so. So he's got to start. Uh, he's got to start putting his Im imprint on. Uh, yeah. On this, Roma. This is there. one of the gateways for uh, Roma to get into Champions League. Yeah, right? they're going to take it seriously. Yeah. They're going to yeah. take it seriously. So next matchup, uh, Olympiacos Arsenal. As my cousin says in Greece, again, the again. fix is in. <laughs> again. It's yeah. always a tough game for the British teams against the Olympiacos, right? Well. They always end up coming through, but it's never an, a straightforward game. It's no. never straightforward. But, I mean, what's going to happen is classic. You're going to have... You know, Olympiacos doing some sort of damage or holding a good lead and then blowing it all in 10 minutes. <laughs> because, I mean, who who really doesn't want to see Arsenal in the, go further? Yeah, right? of course. And my uh, dark horse team now, this is gonna, probably going to be one of the best matchups. Uh, yeah. You have Dynamo Zagreb versus Tottenham who have hit form now. Uh, they're meeting up as well. So, yeah. This is not going to be easy for Tottenham. No, it won't it's be. Don't no walk in the park. This is going to be put an asterisk beside this game. Roma, too. I'm not just saying that because we have surrounded by two Roma fans, but that's going to be a great series. And Man U AC, I say those are the three series you got to keep an eye on. Yeah. That's Europa League anyway. Let's see what happens. Let's now. Grappalupo, guys. We'll bang through the uh, midweek fact, uh, fixtures here. Fixtures. Let's do it. We'll start with Lazio. Torino. Yeah, Lazio hosting Torino. Torino so, getting a bit of a break. Yeah, that's the big difference here. Mm. So Lazio not looking good. Lazio at home. Lazio going into the midweek now. So now they've played three games in seven days. This will be their third game in seven days. And they're hosting uh, a Torino team that's well rested. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think uh, I'm going Torino. 
Why? I don't go into it. Why? Why? Because I just think Lazio is depleted. Their yep. morale is super low. It's going to take something like a big match to win, which is not going to be Bayern. And I don't consider this a big match, but they're going to need something to lift their morale back up. I think they're just too down. And Torino, I've always said this, Torino plays very well. They do. They have the players. They have our main, <laughs> they have the main Italian striker. Yeah, yeah. right. Lotti. And I just think. But what about Lazio? <laughs> Ciro. Ciro, Ciro, yeah, okay. Uh, no, but between between Balotti and Chiro, I think Balotti has service. I think Balotti has someone you can play with. Yeah. Where I don't see Chiro Mobley pretty much does it all himself. You know, he's on the counter. He's he takes the ball and he just goes. Balotti, he can play off Zaza. He can play off uh, Rondon there, yeah. or not Rondon? Uh, is it Rondon? No. Um, no, no, no. Uh, Recon. 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 Venezuela in there. And I just think I I think really I think this this if Torino wins this game, I'll 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 cut them out of relegation. I'll okay. cut them out of relegation. But I just don't think I think Torino well rested. Lazio's coming off. This is gonna be their three games. Are they gonna go their three third ga- game in seven days? Three game in seven days. Are they gonna go three defeats in a row? I and, think I think they will. And they were the Lazio were the most informed team. In, in the new year, only yeah. loss coming to enter Bayern and now against yeah. Bologna. I, so. I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna jump on the Torino bandwagon here. Ooh. I think. Uh, I think Torino is gonna do something, and Torino has not lost with Nicola at the helm. That's very true, right? They haven't lost. They've drawn a bunch. They finally got their yeah. win got their against Cagliari. They're rested. They're going up against a Lazio team that, like you said, Nick, is totally down in the dumps. Demoralized. So, yeah, I believe you. I think Torino's going to win this game. Yeah, I, so for me, I think it, it is going to be tight. I'm just going to edge out. I, I, and I agree. I think the best player on the field is Belotti uh, in, in regards to what, can, what he can do, the way he can take over a game. I think he's the most important player for Torino. That being said, I believe after him, Torino really, for me, don't have any answer. Uh, Lazio, on the other hand, Milinkovic, Savage, Luis Alberto, Chiro, they can rely on these guys. One of these three have to step up. They've been misfiring the past uh, two games now. I think one of them do step up in this game and uh, score a goal to help get a result. So I do think it will be very tight, but I'm just going to give the edge to Lazio. All right. So Giuliano's trying to take Lazio. Nick and I are trying to take Torino. Next match, we are going to go to Jay Stadium. Now, they're playing a team that upset Milan not too yeah, long ago. Yeah, Juve hosting Spezia. Oh, Spezia. Juve Spezia. So what happens here? This is a Juve with a lot of injuries still. Um, I don't not know. Not looking too good right now. They're not looking good, but then Spezia. Spezia is a team that upsets. These big teams, league. I know. But can they do it again? You know what? If Juve is persistent on passing up from the back, Spezia loves that high press, and they love to play against teams that love to play from the back because they know their press will win the ball. Yeah. And that's how Spezia has beaten all the top dogs. They press, 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 press. They win the balls in the midfield, as and they mu- score. As much as Spezia beat AC Milan, and where AC Milan is in the state standings compared to where Juve is, I don't think Milan and Juve are the same. I think 
Uh, and also Spezza and Hellas Verona are not the same. I think someone like a Spezza, uh, Hellas Verona can grind out a result, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think Spezia can. I think a Spezia goes down one nothing. Now they're now chasing. So, you know, I think uh, I think someone like a Hellas Verona can come back from being one nothing down one nothing. I think if Juve scores first, it's done. Yeah. I think Juve's got a lot more at stake in this game than Spezia does. And for that reason, I just think Juve's going to bounce back and win this game. Yeah, I agree. They have that winning DNA, and they know what this game is. But if they don't, if they don't get a win and Spezia gets at least a point out of this, do you then say, Juve, you're done? Juve's done all right now. For Scudetto, they're not catching Inter. I'd be lucky if they catch Milan. I think they're done already. I think the focus is Champions League, Champions League, and Champions League. <laughs> so, um, so there, all three for Juve. Yeah, all three for Juve. Good luck, Spezia. <laughs> <laughs> Next match we have uh, coming up on Wednesday, Sassuolo Napoli. Yeah, this is an interesting game. Uh, Sassuolo has a little more rest. Napoli, like Nick said, Jekyll and Hyde team. Which Napoli team is going to show up? Mm-hmm. We don't know. And Sassuolo's got some. If Sassuolo's got some very slim Europa League chance, like Europa League hopes, still, they're they're further down the table now. They haven't been what they were in the first half of the season. But then again, Napoli, it just who's going to show up? What Napoli's going to show up? The Napoli that wants to play, or the Napoli doesn't care. Yeah, this is a fixture that Sassuolo won in November, uh, yeah. November first, last time they met. Yeah. Now both teams kind of are running the same course. Both dipped at the same time. Now they're both slightly coming back. Sassuolo does have uh, Locatelli, Caputo, uh, Berardi all firing again. So this is a Sassuolo that's hitting form. Napoli, on the other hand, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what. They who's, got Dries who is back, showing up. Dries, that yeah. So that's a big one. They got Dries Mertens back. Is yeah. he enough to beat Sassuolo this time? Who knows. Who knows? Nick. What would I have to go with here? It's I'm probably going to go with Napoli on this one. I'm going to say tie. Tie. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to lean to Napoli as well because I've been very harsh with them. So just yeah. for the fans of Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Napoli win. Shout out to the Napolitan fans. Napolitan. Beautiful ne- part of Italy. Next game. Next game. Atalanta Crotone. Is this where Crotone comes no. back? <laughs> no, I say this every week to you guys. Not I keep a, saying, not a is this where they get out of relegation? I don't even, I don't even give Crotone a fighting hope. Atalanta for me, three yeah, points. I see say later. three points. That's it. There's gonna be, ha- there's gonna be have to be some sort of yeah. implosion from Atalanta, yeah. like a red card or yeah. from the first minute. And they could kind of pad fourth place for themselves. Uh, with this win, so they're going to be inspired. They're going to be firing on all cylinders in this game. You think Atalanta plays uh, B-Squad? No. No? No. No, not for this game. They rotate, but they never They never play a B-Squad. Yeah. They'll rotate a couple of players. A couple of players in and out, maybe put some but fresh. But even a B-Squad would win. Yeah. yeah. That's how good their B-Squad yeah. is. Yeah. Well, that's how bad Crotone is, yeah. too. Yeah, Crotone is bad. I think Crotone is now just doing damage control. Yeah. You know. They know. Planet for life in City of B. Yeah. Let's move on. Roma, Fiorentina, we'll move on uh, to this game. <laughs> What's uh, going to happen here? This isn't 
So I know we were talking about Fiorentina, their struggles, but this is not an easy game for no. Roma, although Roma no. has been beating up on the teams below yes, them. Yes, this is Roma's specialty, beating up on the teams below them, but Roma on the road. Does Fiorentina have something special here to uh, pull out a victory? They I have, don't think so. They because haven't won since 2019. I don't think so. I'm telling you right now, I, I know it's just like a be- it's like beating a dead horse. Roma backs are against the wall now because now you got to make up ground. So for the loss, yeah. So Fiorentina, you got to win this game. Anything less than a win is a failure. And so for that, I'm gonna say Roma wins this game. Nick, uh, I'll go Roma. <laughs> I have to. I have yeah, to. I'll give the especially after that Milan game. I think Roma are gonna be very Roma. frustrated. Fonseca. Seems like he's a guy that can get angry behind the scenes. I think so. Yeah, I think he'll fire this team up. I hope to see Al Sharawi start. I think. Uh, I think you will see that. I want to see something different uh, yeah. f- from uh, the Roma Trident up top. You'll probably see. My, you're gonna see Mayoral because Zeko's gone Injured. for two weeks. You're either gonna see Mayoral up there, or you're gonna see Mkhitaryan in a false nine, and then you're gonna see Al Sharawi come in, Pellegrini on top, and they're gonna go VR Vertu. Yeah, the Fonseca special. They gotta break up that VR VR too. Uh, I know. Duo, but there's nobody else. I know. Drop Pellegrini in there maybe, and play Sharawi up top. But yeah, who knows? We'll see what Fonseca does. Gonna be a difficult game, but yeah, I think we're all edging Roma on this one. Yeah, heads down. Next, the derby, della Lanterna. Oh yes, there we go. This is a big game. I think this is why Genoa got smashed by Inter because they're resting their team. For this game, I honestly do believe that. The man in the shades. I think I think <laughs> they the had shades. I think they had their I think the Terminator had his scope on this team. He wants to take out Sampdoria. Yeah. Gianna, you know, just get through Inter, no injuries, and let's beat Sampdoria. Because that, that's like a trophy for them. Yeah, this will be an interesting battle. It's gonna be a battle of two of the great goalkeepers of Serie A, Odero versus Perin. That's right. So I, that is very true. Look out for this game. Uh this game's gonna be really good. Both goalies trying to get into the national team. Yeah, well, Perrin, I think, has got – he's close to one foot in the door. Odero's still got a little more work to do. Um, but they're both great goalkeepers. It's all going to come down to who's the better goalkeeper. Right now, in my mind, as much as I hate to say it, it is Mattia Perrin. Slightly, but you know as what? As much as I love Emilio Odero. They've both been phenomenal. They, they have, have been. been phenomenal. They have been. But Genoa bounced back in this game. To me, the man in the shades gets back in the win column. Genoa for me. Nico. You guys, you guys know Genoa is, I think, we have Juve. Where, you know you have those stars on the crest for yeah. Scudettos, right? They're one Scudetto away. They're one Scudetto yeah. away. So, from one star. For one star. More so, than Roma, that's for sure. They, <laughs> <laughs> so I, People I, remember that Genoa won before Roma was even a, a club, okay? Yeah, like Genoa is, I think, the, the oldest club. One of yeah. the oldest clubs in they Italy. Are. Yeah, them and Provercelli. They have and Pro a great history. But they got they got... Like this is a historic club, yeah. right? From a rich north of yeah. Italy, yeah. yeah. And I guess somewhere down the line they dipped. I mean, for Scudetto, it's like a long time ago. Yeah. Like most of these Scudettos were fifties and forties. Not even that they were before, right? They were before yeah. before Roma was a club. Before Roma was a club, right? But where um, all the dirty money started coming into this yeah, world, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think Genoa is uh, is uh, definitely uh, gonna light this one up. 
Yeah, I think so too. Sorry, Ranieri and Sampdoria. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm choosing Sampdoria. Oh, oh of course you Ballardini's do. going down. This Ballardini. guy cannot <laughs> give Genoa any credit. They're going down. No, they're not. Genoa. I think Ranieri, I think he's the better coach of the two. Sampdoria are in need of a win. Uh, lost two games in a row. I think they can't go three losses in a row. Both so either we'll a draw or some Dottie win. Well, we'll yeah. see what happens. Genoa did win the last fixture. Just as what a are we doing? Uh, Benevento, Hellas, Verona. That's the next game. Benevento, Hellas. Benevento, yeah, Benevento, Hellas, Verona. Let's go for that. Yeah. Both so. teams coming off. Uh, Verona coming off a big tie. Benevento coming, coming off, off a, a, a loss. loss. Enough. Two no loss. So, what happens here? I say lasagna gets one. No. <laughs> no. Benevento. Let's no just put it way. this way. Benevento have been going downhill a bit yeah. since their strong start to the season. Yep. They have not won a game in uh, six. Uh, you know, and the record's been pretty poor. So not looking good for them. Verona, on the other hand, always solid, but struggle against these teams. Yep. For some reason. So what's happening? I'm going to say a tie. I'll go Alex Verona win. I can't give Hellas Verona one with Kevin Lasagna at top. <laughs> he did okay with Juve, didn't he? No, he played like garbage. Nah, he still got him a point. <laughs> he didn't get him a point, but I did. Uh, no. <laughs> don't tell because me that guy You don't did. understand, behind the scenes during the medical dietitianary lunch, he cooked up an amazing <laughs> yeah. lasagna. Yeah. All right, and the team was like, this is, this is my people. Yeah. And everybody here. was just like, we're gonna we're gonna go to Juve and get a point behind the scenes. He's doing something. <laughs> no, he's not doing right? It. He might not be doing something on the field, but he could be a great motivator in the locker room. You don't it. know. Yeah, that's true. No, no. Uh, Verona not doing too good on the road. They are the road team here. No wins in their five last away games. Uh, so this would be a a trending. You know, if they were to win, it would change that trend. Benevento as well. They've drawn their last three matches. So gonna be a probably a low scoring game that's my best bet i will lead towards a draw between these two okay um you guys put your predictions in right i put this? draw draw right i put ellis halas of course yeah of course he did <laughs> what a surprise next match milan we're going no 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 we're oh, gonna no? go we're gonna say that one for oh, second okay. last we're gonna go to uh sardinia cagliari bologna yeah this will be an interesting this game. will be an interesting game this is going to be hard because Cagliari know new, they need to go on a run now. New coach. New coach coming up against one of the hottest goalkeepers in Syria and Wukash Skorupski. That's how you say it. Wukash. Wukash. Okay. Wukash Skorupski. It's Polish. Um, right. Sounds badass. Uncha. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's gonna be a this is gonna be a tough game. <laughs> this is gonna be a tough game. Jim Derap's the fight. <laughs> Yeah, Julian was trying to learn about it. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. To, it's funny to listen to him try and speak it. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a tough game. It's not gonna be easy. Uh, Cardi need to keep the ball rolling. Bologna coming off a big two nothing win uh, over Lazio again. Lukasz Skorupski, one of the best goalkeepers in the league right now, uh, has been close to perfect the past couple of weeks, and. Coming up against a Cagliari team, struggles to score, leaks goals, but playing players in their proper positions now that that cycle, De Francesco's gone. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know what well, that guy was. Prison. Well, that that cool. that was the big thing. So Leonardo Semplici comes in. He puts them where they're supposed to play. Somewhere they're supposed to play. They look and better they... defensively. Godin playing the game of his life. Yeah. Now it was against Crotone. This is gonna be the first real test yeah. against Bologna. Yeah. And Bologna's been on form either, so this isn't gonna be an easy game no. by all means. Uh, Nick, what do you think happens here? Caledi have not lost. Ha- sorry, have lost five of their last six home matches too. Yeah. But they got a new coach, new system. But a new coach, new system, exactly. New coach, new system. Three, five, two. Five, two. If anyone remembers the Spal days of uh, when they were in City A, he was the last mm-hmm. manager with them. Didn't end so good. But nah. uh, I'm, uh, I'm still gonna go Bologna. Yeah, for me, it is hard because it is a new coach. But I feel like Sinza has played him before. I think he knows what Semplici brings. Um. No, I'm going to throw a tie out there. I'm just going to yeah, say tie. Yeah, you're going to throw a tie yeah. out there. To okay. me, Kyrie banging on the door. Yeah. A lot of pressure, especially if Torino does, gets a result against Lazio. So for me, Kyrie is going to win this game. All right. Okay. All right. Now let's go to the Giuseppe Miazza again. San Siro, Christian's favorite team. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Milan fans are going to like what I'm going to have to say about this game. <laughs> AC Milan versus Udine. Uh, last time they met, it was 2-1 win for AC Milan on the 1st of November. Uh, Udine coming off a win, last-minute mm-hmm. win. AC getting a big win today, <laughs> this <laughs> afternoon. You should see the way Chris is staring at him right now. It's uh, the abyss. Yeah, it's Milan really hard to do now. this after a Roma game. It's really hard. Udinese have conceded at least two goals in uh, five of their last six away matches. So goals uh, are coming in. Milan, one of the better goal-scoring teams. From the spot and an open play, what especially happens here? from the spot? What happens here? Um, you guys want to go first? You go. I know you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, um, you're not impressed by Milan. Let's put no, I'm way. not. And now that Rebic and we don't know what's ha- going to happen true. with Rebic and Zlatan, true. right? Zlatan. True. So they may not have anything up top. They can. They have. They'll have Pesky that'll. F- the sorry, they have Cassie <laughs> that will. Uh, Flop in a box and get a penalty, or or uh, Calabria, or Calabria, that your jerk. favorite region. They yeah. might play Leal yeah. from the start. What a jerk. <laughs> um, um. Anyways, uh, Milan hosting Udinese. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not impressed by this Milan team. I'm really not. I think they got away with murder in this Roma game, and uh, we're part to blame for that. But uh, I think Udinese is a stubborn team to beat. Came off a big one nothing victory. Uh, Gotti hopefully gives Nostrovsky another chance. I think we're going to see a draw in this game. I think Udinese is going to tie this game, especially with the injuries that Milan has. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to assume Rabic and Zlatan because they're muscular injuries. They're playing. They just played Sunday. You got a day to recover, a day and a half. Yeah. And day you're going training. Out. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They're not training. And we don't know be if in ben, the bath. We don't know if Benzukic is going to come back Wednesday. I don't know. They're looking but very thin. the one good thing they have is now Kiara and, to- and Tomori are playing well together. So defensively, they look pretty sound. Yeah. Nick, what do you think happens here? I would say a draw or Udine win. Whoa. If, if Zlatan. That's bold. You got Zlatan. You got, you got the whole front, right? Gone. Frank Kessie, good player. But we all know how he gets his goals. Right? Yeah. Um, but I would lead more for a draw than I would an Udine win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I right? think finally the wheels are going to start coming off. They have fallen right? off. Right? 
today gonna, was a today was a blip. They're gonna blimp. However, you have Zlatan, Mandzukic, Rebic, all gone. Right, Ken Liel. Is he experienced enough to play 90 minutes? Lead the line. Lead the line 90 minutes. He's more of a off-the-bench kind of guy. And when he came off the bench today, he gave us some problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I do. Look, to your point, Tamori and the the, the other center backs. Yeah. Yeah. They are good center backs, but we were discussing this. For, we were discussing another time. This is not a defensive man's game anymore. No, right. Can't do anything. So you could do you could do all the best defensive tactics. You say one, blue, they fall on the ground. One, it's a penalty. one, one, you know, one breath of air. <laughs> it's true. One exhale, and you just blew that guy over, and you're yeah. going, you're getting red. Yeah, it's a yeah. joke. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna lean. You look at the history between these two, and the in the recent games, it's always been one goal difference. So tight. these games are tight. If Zlatan is gone, if Rebic is gone, if all these guys are gone, I am. I'm going to lead towards the draw as well. Uh, but if these guys are healthy, I would pick Milan. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I can't see them recovering that, that fast. quick and purely risking them. Yeah. Because uh, you got Europa League games coming as well, right? So yeah. uh, it's a lot of games coming up for Milan. So we have to see what Pioli does. Can he adapt his tactics? Big question marks there. Last game on the Thursday. We are heading to Parma, team that's been struggling. They are facing Jesus. the top oh. team, Inter. Last time they played, surprisingly, two-two tie between the two teams. Yeah, it's, it's not. not it's not. When did they play that? The thirty-first of October. Yeah, oh, and where, where were where were we all with Inter? That uh, they were. They haven't played a good game yet. Yeah, right? Inter was playing like crap, but still getting results. Yeah, and now they're firing on all cylinders. Now so, so yeah, the midfield in that game was uh, actually Erickson started Gallardini and Barella. Yeah, but it was a very different different type of midfield. Erickson started up front with Martinez, so no Lukaku in that game. Yeah, no Lukaku. But it's safe to say that Erickson was kind of having he was an issue. Then, yeah, he was he wasn't being played. He was probably low on morale. Yeah, and Danovich had a stinker that game. And Danovich, like I think everybody just is starting to click yeah. and believe in Inter. And yeah, I, I think uh, I think it, their their tear starts yes. starts that game. Yeah, and, and and two other big differences were in the you know the coach change now Fabio yeah. Liberani isn't there any longer so you're gonna have a new coach so you expect a three man defense with uh, the Verso. He's been playing a three man defense recently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, no, he's been four. playing four three three. So different formation because Liberani lined up with five at the back. Mm-hmm. Um two up top so it will be a bit different of a system change nothing I don't think Conte can handle Uh, but you got to look at who played in Inter's defense that game too it was Devray, Ranocchia and Kolarov so the defense is a lot better now than what's there so I agree I'd have to go with Inter 60 goals on the season in 24 games no one even comes close no Uh, Atlanta 5 is the uh, 5 less is the closest at 55 Um, but Inter I think all the way again yeah hands down no question about it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It'll be, it'll be, it, the writing's on the wall. Yes. Yeah. Even if Parma does get one back, or even does Parma get a goal, I mean. No, not a chance. Yeah. But even if they were, by luck, it's, 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 it's just going to go to the other way. Yeah. Unless the Parma owner slipped the ref a brown envelope, then maybe you never know. But you never know. <laughs> never know. You get one of those penalties, right? Joke. 
But anyway, that wraps up today's show. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Please uh, rate, rate us, follow us, uh, give us some feedback. You can find us on uh, all all uh, streaming services. Yep. Um, follow us at Radio Tifosi on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on Tifosi underscore football underscore radio. Beautiful. And that wraps up everything. So thank you, Nick, today. Yeah, for thanks, joining guys. Us. It was really good. It's great to have you. Let's see if I can come back. Of course. It was fun Always. watching the game. It was fun watching the oh, game. Oh, yeah. It was real good. Christian. Real good. Thanks great for to being be a here. Sport today. <laughs> great to be here. Tough, tough loss today. Tough loss. Yeah, yeah, but until yeah, uh, yeah, next time, I think we'll probably be coming at you again. Midweek. Yeah, midweek. Mid-week. Probably yeah. on Thursday. So, ciao ragazzi. Ciao, ragazzi. ciao, ciao boys. Take care.